Hey, Jeff. Hey, Alex. Hey, have you noticed it seems like there there's an abnormally large amount of people going on the IL this season? Yeah, I was so far for the early season, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those doctors are really, really getting their work in this year. Um, and, and speaking of doctors and uh, and injuries, you know that uh, that that dogs aren't able to to operate MRI machines, right? I would think they couldn't. Right, but CAT scan. You know, I'm not even I'm not even mad at that. I'm just disappointed. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Pam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined by Mr. Jeff Donahue today. How are you doing today, Jeff? What's going on, Alex? Oh, not too much, not too much. It has been uh, it's been a heck of a week of baseball for the Braves. We've had a lot of fun watching them. Got a shout out, Mr. Cam Matthews, my regular co-host. As any of you who have listened to us regularly know, uh, he has been working on getting his brand new house built. And uh, and just yesterday, finally moved in. Hence his absence on the show. So congratulations to Cam. Uh, and I uh, believe he will be back with us next week. But uh, but yeah, it's been an exciting time for him. But before we get into the show this week, got to shout out our sponsors that make this show possible. First of all, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. It's called Athletic Greens. And with it, you're not going to need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Guys, we are also brought to you by ColorCast. Hopefully you guys have joined us on uh, on Wednesday nights at 8.30 on ColorCast by now. But if you haven't, mark it on your calendars. Wednesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Chatting Average is live on ColorCast. What is ColorCast? Well, it's an audio-only live sports talk platform that is free to download and use. All you got to do is download the app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, follow me at Riley's Rakes to be notified when the room goes live. Again, that is Wednesday nights at 8.30. Think of it as a podcast you can listen to, but also participate in. It's a lot of fun, guys. Uh, we had uh, we had Joe Seppi. Uh, the world famous Giuseppe join us on uh, on one a couple weeks ago. That was a lot of fun, and uh, and always have a good time just talking about the topics of the day. So download it, show up, and bring with you your spiciest takes. So Jeff, what have you been up to this week, sir? What's going on, Alex? I uh, I've been pretty busy, man. I haven't had a whole lot of time for baseball. Um, we packed in a mini vacation last week, and then um, 
we were in Athens this past weekend doing some house and dog sitting for our in-laws or my in-laws. Oh, very nice. Um, yeah, we went to a uh, had a condo on uh, Fort Walton Beach last week with uh, one of Nikki's sisters and her husband, and um, just it was a quick down and back. Went down Wednesday evening and came back Saturday afternoon. And it was the perfect respite, man. It was beautiful weather. The water was perfect. I think the highest it got was 78 degrees. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. It, like, I'm starting to realize that's the perfect time for a beach trip because it's after spring break. It's before the summer, the, the you know school out crowd. So um, that was great. And then uh, we're out in Athens for you know, a couple of days this past few days. And um, now I'm back home. So been kind of busy. Didn't have a whole lot of time for baseball. Played golf while I was out in Athens. Yes. Um, got some... Uh, just some good downtime. So everything's been going well. Uh, would like to give uh, Mr. and Mrs. Chopman a congratulations. Um, drinking to you for the house. That's awesome. I know that's been something y'all have been working towards and all the the uh, stuff that goes along with the headaches and everything for building a home. And um, just excited for Cam and, and his wife. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's there's there's got to be an awesome feeling of gratification given how much work like he actually physically put into that. I mean, this guy had had it was him and uh, I believe our friend Goldberg laid down the water pipes for this house. Oh, like, yeah. They, yeah. They, you literally can do blood, sweat and tears for this story. I remember him sending pictures of them bush hogging the land. And, you know, like we we'd see different you know updates throughout the last year or so. And it's it's amazing. I, I actually I'm sure it doesn't for him, but it seemed like it went by pretty quick, like for, you know, looking at it, looking back and remembering him talking about it and seeing pictures and things. It seems like it went by pretty quickly. I'm sure yeah. he'll. He'll think otherwise, but I'm He's, really excited for him. I'm positive he will. <laughs> um, but Jeff, I actually, uh, I noticed something today. I, if I'm not mistaken, you got to have lunch at one of my favorite places in Athens. Uh, which place would that be? Cali and Tito's. How'd Cali, you, was Cali, that your first time there? No, no, no. I love, you know, my wife is from Athens, so that's like a staple of her. In fact, that's her, one of her favorite places to eat out there. Um, Cali and Tito's and Last Resort. That's like the two places we normally go. I was like, hey, what, what's there to eat? And there's two Cali and Tito's. One is in Five Points, and it's more of like a, like a, I'm not a shack, but it's kind of like a lean to. It's like, you know, you go if you just want to get some quick tacos. And the other place out is out on the east side, which is where we went. And um, it's more of a sit down place. You know, it's, it's cool vibe. Um, I actually had a funny story uh, happen that has only happened once or twice before. And it's one of those things that you hear other people talk about and you're like, that never happens. But then it happened to me and, and, and it was kind of odd. We're sitting there, Nikki and I are eating dinner. Um, they just brought our food to the table. And I mean, it's, we went out there late. Like they, they stopped serving at nine 30. We walked in at like nine, you know? So we're just like, Hey, let's go get some tacos. Let's go get some food, hang out. And so we were sitting there at the table. They just brought our food and the place is still kind of busy for, you know, being that close to closing. And there's a family, uh, sitting off to our left, not like directly to our left, but just a little uh, kind of forward. And um, I'm just talking to Nikki, hanging out. And and I, I see this girl approach the table from the left. And she's like, excuse me, are you Jeff? And I'm thinking, okay, like, like what am I about to get into here? You know? And so <laughs> I turn around and there's this girl standing there and I said, well, I am. And she goes, Hey, I follow you on Twitter. And like Nikki just starts cracking up laughing. Like she just starts dying laughing. And I'm like, Oh gosh. And, um, and I'm like, well, thanks for coming up. Like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I honestly had no idea how to respond to that. Cause it, it was kind of one of those moments. Like I did not think that me being in Athens at nine o'clock on a Saturday night at Cali and Tito's that somebody's going to notice me. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't do a lot of like pictures of me on Twitter, you know? So like uh, for her to say, Hey, I recognize you. 
and then I look over and like her family's all looking over at me. So obviously they had, you know, she'd had the conversation like, Hey, I wonder if I know that guy or whatever. Um, so, you know, she was real friendly and. Uh- Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's turf build a rapid grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down. Okay. Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Uh, so like, hey, thanks for coming over, because obviously that takes a lot to come up to somebody that you're not sure if it's them or not um, on a hunch that maybe somebody you follow in social media. Yep. And so super cool. So she goes back to her table and Nikki's like, who was that? And I was like, crap, I didn't even ask. I'm like, I don't even know. You know, and I felt bad at that point. So um, I told Nikki because Nikki could see her better than I could. So I said, hey, if you see her, like get up or something, try to get her attention and bring her back over here. And so she got up a few minutes later to go somewhere. And then she uh, Nikki like flagged her down. And she came back over and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I feel so rude. I did not even ask who you are, like what's your name or anything. And um, I was trying to avoid the awkward like, hey, what's your Twitter handle? You know, like that kind of thing. Um, and so she's like, I don't, I don't really tweet a lot. My name's Camille. And, you know, obviously a big Braves fan. And I was like, well, that's awesome. Thanks for coming over, Camille. And um, and so she's a super sweet girl. And just, she ended up going back to eating with her family and they left. And so um, Nikki and I were like, crap, I got to find her. I got I to gotta find her Twitter handle because I got to tweet about it. Well, I could not find her Twitter handle. Like I was like all these various searches of Camille and Brave. And she said, she said she's from Kennesaw. So I was like, Camille Kennesaw, Camille Bradley, almost to like stalking levels. And I was like, this is silly. I was, I was like, I, I feel bad that I don't know her. I can't find her Twitter handle. But um, if you're listening, Camille, thank you for coming up and saying hello. It was a pleasure meeting you. Um, I was going to tweet about it and make it a cool thing, but I couldn't find the handle. But um, that was kind of a cool experience. It was very it was not awkward. It was just kind of odd because I was not expecting that in that moment late on a Saturday night having dinner. Um, but yes, Cali and Tito's fantastic place. Um, if you're in the Athens area, I suggest going, um, they used to be cash only. They now take credit cards. This ad brought to you by Cali and Tito's. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that place is a fantastic. It's, it's so yeah, good. I got a, last time I was in Athens, I got a, got a hot tip from, uh, from Mr. Aaron tuning uh suggesting that i go uh go visit and i was certainly not disappointed yeah their cuban sandwich is legendary it's so good oh yeah and that that actually reminded me i had a, a similar thing happen at uh at a ball game a couple of weeks ago my wife and i are walking into the stadium and they scan our tickets and we're about to go through the security line and the security guard stops me which first of all scares the hell out of me anytime i'm stopped by a security guard i wasn't doing anything wrong that i was aware of but you feel like you're doing something wrong i did (laughs) but he was like are you riley's rakes (laughs) it's such a weird thing it's It's a a it's a really weird thing (laughs) and but i I I get that like like at a ballpark i understand that because yeah absolutely that's kind of the basis of all of our friendships is braves like if i'm at truest and someone's like hey are you jeff donahue it's not that surprising because like yeah you we, I'm a Braves, you know, yeah, out, Braves fan. Out, if, out in a town I'm not even from, at a restaurant that we just kind of haphazardly chose. Hey, let's just go there, and then to have somebody sitting, you know, ten feet away from you that like it was, it was, it was neat. Like, and she was super sweet, very cool. Um, I just wish that I had in that moment had enough forethought to be like, hey, what's what's your Twitter handle? But she said she doesn't tweet a lot, so not surprised I couldn't find her. Yeah, but, it's um, it, it's it's not necessarily surprising uh, when it's at the ballpark. Like if if it happens you know, at the end of the month when I'm in Italy, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> but, yeah. 
Mr. International. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. But I did I did realize in that moment as I was trying to search for who she was, I was like, Twitter doesn't make it easy to search your followers, especially, you it know, really if, if, if you have, you know, a lot like it's 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 not something that's easily like you, you can't do it really easily or quickly. Like there, there needs to be some way you can search your own followers because there's no way I can search all those and figure out who's who, because I don't know, you know, especially if you're not following back or if they don't tweet a lot, especially if they don't tweet a lot because they're not going to have a lot of stuff to search. But um, it's kind of frustrating. I couldn't find her, but it was a, uh, it was a neat experience. And it was kind of cool. And of course, Nikki was giving me crap. She's like, Ooh, Mr. Celebrity, you know, and then we ended up running, <laughs> we, we ran a, an errand after that. Uh, after we I think it's, dinner. I think it's a rule that if that happens while your wife is with you, uh, they have to give you hell for the rest of the night. Well, she did, you know, we, we ran an errand after that and she's like, Hey, do you want to stay in the car? Cause there may be somebody that recognizes. <laughs> you know, so. And then of course I was playing it up too. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's, Maybe another celebrity sighting tonight. I don't know, babe. So it was it was kind of fun. Next time y'all go out together, she's gonna wear shades and have like a microphone in her sleeve. Yeah, well, I've asked her to wear a I'm Jeff Donahue's wife shirt, but she didn't she didn't go for it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But you know what else I love? Going through some cool moments in uh in baseball history. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, y'all. It is time to get into this week in baseball history. As always, these facts are brought to you from nationalpastime.com. The week we'll be looking at is going to be May 1st through the 7th. Our first fact, Jared Saltalamacchia, on his 22nd birthday, makes his Major League debut. With 14 letters in his last name, the Braves backstop has the longest surname in baseball history, besting 15 other major leaguers who played with 13 letters in their family name. Do you remember the back of his jersey? Do you remember how it looked? Yes. Yes, I do. His name was in like a horseshoe around the number. It it still wasn't as good as D Strange Gordon the other day. You know, it's funny though. When I see see things like that, like players that have their names now, of course, you know, we used known as D Gordon, but he added the strange, like the first thing I think is Saltamachia. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's the same thing. So that that's what I remember him by as his name, not necessarily his, sure. Yeah. His plate or, you know, behind the, the well, plate. The, the thing with Saltamachia is he was a, he was a decent sized guy. Right. So, so at least there was a little bit, a little bit of width on that Jersey to stretch that name out with D strange Gordon. He's, he's skinny as a rail. Like that guy's a hundred pounds soaking wet. So to get his whole name, it was like from hip to hip. Yeah, it pretty much started like at his thigh and then went up and on, you know, back around. <laughs> the name was like underneath the number. It actually took me a minute to realize that Strange Gordon was D Gordon because I didn't realize that he'd added the strange. And um, yeah, I read it, some kind of story. I, I think maybe his mother had passed away, and that was the name she went by. So he felt compelled to to add it into his name or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I it, obviously when they showed the close up of him when he was doing the position player pitching, I was like, ah, okay, same guy. But uh, yeah, first thing I think when I see somebody have their name completely around the number, I think of, of South Lamakia. Absolutely. All right, our next fact comes from March third, two thousand and four. Similar to the prior season, the aging outfielder Ricky Henderson resigns with the Atlantic League's Bears, hoping for a shot at returning to the big leagues. 
the 45-year-old future Hall of Famer batted 339, hit eight home runs, drove in 33 runs, scored 52 runs, and stole nine bases for the Newark team the prior season before joining the Dodgers in July. So at 45, this guy's going out and playing indie league ball to play himself back into the majors, which he successfully did. Do you know that I'll be 45 this Wednesday? Do you feel like you could play for the Los Angeles Dodgers right now? I go out here to to check the mail and get a little bit winded coming up the steps. <laughs> you know, so like I I, yeah, I, I like, couldn't I, I couldn't imagine like I, there's no way, and, I, and I'm not like terribly out of shape. I mean, I probably can go out there and still run around with my son, like play sports and stuff with him. But like, there's no way I can play on a professional level. No, at all. Like, well, and, no and granted, you and I are not uh, are not Ricky Henderson, obviously. But um, I, I, I mean, how many forty five year olds do we ever even see in Major League Baseball? I mean, we had for for our era, Jamie Moyer was like the designated old guy. Yeah, well, and, I, I obviously came up in the Nolan Ryan era too. I don't know if he made it to forty five. I knew he pitched for a long time. I think now Nelson Cruz might be the oldest. Uh, I want to say he's 41 or 42, something like that. Yeah. But uh, it, it it's also one thing to to still be mashing like a Nelson Cruz, but to to go out and play your way into the major leagues at age 45 is just one of the wildest things, and and just yet another wild stat on uh, on on Ricky Henderson's plaque. Yeah, and I mean, granted, it's indie ball, but you're still you're a 45 year old is stealing nine bases. Like that's yeah. You look up there if you're pitching and you see a 45 year old, you know, leading or getting his lead on first. You're like, this guy's not going. You know, well, like, and and you've got kids out there who are are fighting their asses off to try to make it to the major leagues half his age. Yeah. Um, and and he was still able to do that to him. It was it's some impressive stuff. Trust me, I fully embrace the. Uh, the comment of I'm old enough to be his dad. Like I, I, in sports now, like if I see, you know, especially with the draft, you know, we just saw it and all this kind of stuff, all these kids coming out of college and stuff. And I'm like, Holy, like in my mind, I'm still young, but in my body, I'm definitely not. You know, right. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm much older in, in, in physical than I am mental, but. Um, yeah, I went and played golf this morning and there were, uh, there were a couple of Hills I had to climb to get to my ball on the course. And whoo, boy, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have the wind in me like I used to. Yeah, it's it's harder for me to do things, obviously, physically than I used to be able to do. But I I could not imagine even having the thought, much less putting it to into plan of trying to play Major League Baseball at forty five. That's kudos to Ricky Henderson. Our next fact comes from May fourth, twenty twelve. A winning bid made at Heritage Auctions of items from the collection of L.A. songwriter Seth Swirsky includes an anonymous buyer paying $418,250 for the baseball hit by Mookie Wilson that rolled through the legs of Bill Buckner in the 1986 World Series. Reggie Jackson's third home run ball from Game 6 of the 1977 Fall Classic for for $65,000 the Ranger cap that Jose Canseco was wearing in 1993 when a ball bounced off his head over the wall for a homer, uh, bought that for a cool $12,000, and a 1965 baseball signed by the Beatles from the Shea Stadium concert, which he paid $65,725 for. All record amounts for each of those items. 
that's a that's a pretty cool collection of stuff though i i know i know this guy shelled out half a million dollars to get it but goodness gracious what a collection of things does any part of you wonder about the authenticity of those things like i mean I, i'm sure there's people who put stickers on stuff and say this stuff but like like for instance i don't know if you paid attention like a couple weeks ago uh they some someone supposedly bought the clubs that tiger used for the tiger slam where he won the four majors mm-hmm. and i forget how much the guy paid several you know bukus of money and then it comes out like a week or two later that tiger actually found the real clubs They're like oh that's not them so some guy paid like all this money for the clubs that he thought was the tiger slam clubs but they weren't oh god i and, hadn't heard that yeah and it's like you, you start thinking it's like it's cool to own stuff but like four hundred thousand dollars for a ball like, i mean i did hear about the one guy that that paid just a ridiculous amount of money for the the football that tom brady threw what was going to be his last career touchdown with and then like three days later tom brady announces he's coming back well yeah exactly like like come on man like i don't know i just i I have i have no desire to own anything like that 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 is going to cost that much money but i i always when i hear these kind of stories i'm like how like there's got to be some type of chain of custody i realize that but like are you sure that's the real ball? Like, are you sure you got the ball that Mookie Wilson hit? Like, you're 100% sure before you throw 400 and something thousand dollars on it. Because otherwise, it's just a ball that you could have found at a ballpark. You know, it's just, I just always, I always kind of take that with a grain of salt. I'm like, is it really? Like, did you, are you sure? <laughs> All right. Our next fact comes from May 5th, 2010. Satellite provider DirecTV and the Yes Network announced their plans to televise the first Major League Baseball game believed shared in three dimensions. The July 10th Safeco Field telecast between the Yankees and Mariners was available to viewers with 3D television sets in New York, Connecticut, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, and parts of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Montana, and Idaho. So that caught on pretty well, right? 3D televisions and uh, baseball broadcasts. <laughs> About as much as plasma televisions. Right. I mean, I don't want to be in my living room trying to to dodge the foul tip. Yeah, like you're looking like one of those people that's just behind the plate, and then they know the net's there, but they still like dip out of the way when the foul right. comes. I mean, if a foul ball screaming at you and, and heading directly at you, like I'm not going to... I'm I'm not going to wait to find out if the net is secure. There's only one way to know. Yeah, I'm 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 moving out of the way regardless. Our next fact comes from May 6th, 1929. In the first Sunday home game the Braves ever play, Milt Gaston with his brother Alex behind the plate relieves Red Ruffing in the seventh inning to become the second pair of siblings in American League history to be battery mates. Tommy and Homer Thompson, who appeared in one game together for the Yankees in 1912, were the first. feel like we've got a lot of that now, but uh, pretty cool. Also, the first Sunday home game. What, what, what were they doing on Sundays prior to that? I assume either recovering from late night Saturdays or maybe the church crowd didn't go to games, so they didn't have a big, big uh, attendance. 
I do like those old names though, man. Like red. I was and just Homer. about to say red roughing. Is, you that. don't you don't get red roughings these days. That's like the uh, the Twitter account was it old old Ross or old Hoss Radburn. Like that's just like <laughs> you just love those old baseball names, man. You don't you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you, every now and then you'll get a you'll get a few that just sound like classic baseball names. Like I really like Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. That's a great name. Hey, Spencer, um, uh, Spencer Strider sounds like a cool. I like, I, and maybe it's the mustache. I don't know. Maybe I'm like projecting that image. I think on it's a bit, more like, the look than the name. Yeah, but I think it just looks cool, like Spencer Strider. I, just, I like that. I think that's a cool name. I mean, he's out there looking like Doc Holliday on the mound. It's pretty great. They always had like weird, like those old, like you know, rugged man names, like you know, like Farmer Red Dale or something. Like you know, like oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You sound like you sound like a badass. Like I don't, even, I don't even, <laughs> don't even what you look like, but you sound with that name. You sound like you can play baseball. All right, guys. Our final fact is from May seventh, twenty twenty one. The Angels designate Albert Pujols for assignment after hitting 198 with five homers and 12 RBI in 86 at-bats, releasing the aging superstar after after he clears waivers. The reigning world champion Dodgers will sign the 41-year-old future first ballot Hall of Famer to a one-year deal for the prorated share of the $570,500 league minimum with the $30 million remaining in his 10-year, $240 million deal, the responsibility of the Angels. So the Dodgers get Pujols for last season. The Dodgers paid him around $400,000. The Angels paid him $30 million. That's robbery. Oh, my God. And and the funny thing is we we all knew it back in, like, 2010, 2011, whenever the contract was signed, like, there's no way he's going to be good for the last couple of years of that deal. Yeah, you know the back end of that's going to be crap for for somebody. Yeah, and and the same kind of deal with uh, like Miguel Cabrera. You you knew he was going to start falling off eventually, and 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 look overpaid. Although it was cool to see him hit three thousand. Um, yeah, at least uh, at, at least you know you got to see Pujols get another shot to to be playing. And um, I I was fortunate enough to be at one of the Braves Dodgers games at uh, Truist Park when uh, when Pujols hit a home run. So uh, I get to say for the rest of my life that I got to see Albert Pujols hit a home run. That was pretty cool. Basically, the Angels paid him $30 million to be a starring player in Tyler Matzik's inning. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what uh, that's what all the young bucks will like remember is that inning. Like we obviously are older. We remember him playing you know, with the Cardinals and all that. But um Probably some of the younger fans are like, oh, yeah, Pujols. He's the one that Massick blew by. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was, what was it? It was Pujols, Souza, and, Mo- uh, and Mookie. Mookie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was great. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. We'll be right back to recap the last week for the Braves and take a quick look at what's ahead. All right, real quick, guys, got to remind you one more time about the sponsors that bring this show to you. First of all, Athletic Greens. Look, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. The special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's perfect. Reclaim your health. Arm that immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop in a cup of water. That's all you need. 
don't need a million different pills and supplements. And Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Got to remind you again also that we are brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Uh, Share your own experiences because you can participate in these podcasts. All you got to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, follow me at Riley's Rakes to be notified when my room goes live. And we'll be going live on ColorCast every Wednesday night at 8.30. So come with your spiciest takes. All right, y'all, as per usual, up and down week for the Braves. Uh, But it started out well. We had a series Tuesday through Thursday with the Chicago Cubs. First game of the series, we had Max Freed on the mound going up against Marcus Stroman. Freed goes out and does his thing, gives us six full innings, only allowing four hits and one earned run. Didn't walk a single batter, struck out four. Unfortunately, did allow a home run to Ian Happ, but that was not enough to top the Braves as the Braves take the game three to one. On the back of Travis Demerit's very first career home run for the Atlanta Braves. I'm really liking this Travis Demerit kid. Dude, I'm a full full on Travis Demerit fan. Love the guy. He's got he's got speed, he's got energy, he can hit, he plays what good defense. Uh he's he's already endeared himself to the fans. Did uh, I don't know if you saw, did you see uh what happened around home plate before and after that home run? Yeah, I, I was watching the game kind of with one eye, and, and I saw him go up and give a lady a high five behind the net there, behind the home plate. And uh, I wasn't sure of the context of what had happened. I knew obviously at the home run, I thought maybe it was a family member. I didn't know if it was just a fan. I didn't know who it was. And um, and then saw the you know the the story with Kelly Kroll in the interview afterwards. But yeah, that's that's really cool. But I, dude, the guy, he's just like you said, he's kind of he's kind of come on the scene with all of these. Uh, different, almost like the full package kind of stuff. He's played the defense. He's got the the offense. He's speedy. Uh, seems personable. Obviously, if you play for the Braves, you have to be from Georgia. He's from Winder. Um, so it, yeah, he, he seems like a, a good fit for the team. And, and I loved him when we had him, you know, coming up through the system. And I was kind of sad when he went off to the to the Tigers. But uh, fortunately, we were able to get him back. But um, yeah, love, we, love, we love what he's done so this, far. We were talking about it briefly before we started recording. And and it's it's kind of interesting how that worked out with him going to the Tigers and then coming back to the Braves. But it, I, I think it might have worked out perfectly for the Braves because Travis got in a year when the Braves won the World Series. Travis was in Detroit getting valuable major league experience and ironing out some kinks that, you know, the 2021 Braves team couldn't afford to have him ironing out mm-hmm. with their club. So he goes and gets this experience, and now we have him back, and, and he looks like a guy who's been in the major leagues now. Well, partner, it's like getting a player before the trade deadline. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and we will we will circle back to that comment here in a little bit. But uh, again, Braves win three to one, take the opening game of the series against the Cubs. Come back for the Wednesday game. 
unfortunately doesn't go quite as well for the Braves. Uh, Charlie Morton gets the start, and he has really been struggling to start the season. Uh, only gets through two and a third, allowing four hits, three earned runs, walking four, and only striking out one. It's it's really been a tough go of it for him. Jesse Chavez and Colin McHugh come in and uh, and back him up pretty effectively. Uh, game actually goes to extras. Uh, it was a 10-inning game, but as uh, as we may recall from last season with the Braves in extra innings, ghost runners are not our friend, and we typically don't do well in that position. Cubs put up, put up three in the ninth. The Braves can't answer back. Cubs win six to three. That was the the only positive I can take from that game is that seems to be when Dansby's bat started warming up a little bit. Um, yes, kind of gradually getting a little bit better. I think he had a two RBI hit right there late in the game to tie it back up. Before he did, he did. He in. had a clutch RBI late. Uh, well, two clutch RBI late to uh, to tie the game. And as we'll talk about in future games, it seems as though that might have been the hit that uh, that sort of turned Dansby's fortunes around a little bit. Uh, but before we move on from this game, I uh, want to talk a bit more about Charlie Morton. Jeff, did you happen to see the post-game interview with him after this? I did not. I have not watched a lot of Braves this week. So I've caught bits and pieces of, the, of each game, but I haven't seen the full complete game. So um, I didn't see what happened afterwards. It uh, so, so Charlie goes to, uh, to, to the press conference after the game and and they're asking him they're asking him all of these questions about like you know what's going on with your stuff what do you what do you attribute the slow start to et cetera et cetera and his answers were kind of scary to me because he was saying it, it, it was very strange because he would often change his thought like in the middle of his response uh, he was being very very lucid far more so than we typically see uh athletes be in in post-game press conferences but at, at one point he was saying like uh his stuff's just as good as it's always been the hitters have just gotten better which is a weird comment hmm. um and and just had this this air of of confusion and not knowing seemingly where the struggles were coming from and it was it was really strange to see because Charlie's always been kind of that that rock that that you can rely on to you know battle through stuff like this and and it was it was sort of the first chink in the armor that I recall seeing in Charlie Morton. So I I I don't know I, I don't I don't know if I'm reading too much into it or 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 what. But did others perceive that too? I mean, was that something that kind of was talked about, I, or have you seen I, any other chatter about it? Not a but I did see other people uh, aside from myself commenting on it, but it, I, I, it, it, it was, it was alarming to the degree where I could not stop watching the interview. Hmm. Like, and it was, it was crazy. Like uh, the, the, a reporter could have asked him to reveal his deepest, darkest secrets. And, and he would have answered it. Like it, anything they asked he was just giving flat out straightforward answers probably while his coaching staff was cringing listening to him in another room yeah that sounds that sounds like somebody was would have been in there trying to pull the microphone away from him yeah yeah like stop 
Someone's in the back just giving the throat slash, like, please don't say anything else. Stop talking. All right, so they uh, they drop the second game of the Cubs series, but come back on Thursday for the getaway day, ga- day game with Kyle Wright on the mound and Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup for the first time since last June. And the world is right. And all is right with the world. He didn't do that great. He had one hit to 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 break it open a little bit. It looked like he was pressing, but uh, you know that's to be excited. He was a little he was a little pumped to get back, but uh, but luckily, you know, we talked about when Ronald Acuna Jr. came back how it would affect the rest of the team, and it, it certainly did because the offense did a great job in this game. Braves ended up winning five to one, but we had Adam Duvall hit his first home run of the year. Uh, Dansby Swanson hit his first home run of the year mm-hmm. and Austin Riley hit another home run. Uh, and, and offense really got going. Kyle Wright was on the mound and was phenomenal yet again. This guy is absolutely incredible. He went seven innings, allowed one earned run, struck out eight, did walk four, but never seemed out of control at any point in the game. A.J. Minter and Will Smith came in to back Kyle up and did a fantastic job not allowing a single hit between the two of them. Uh, Spoiled Drew Smiley's return to Truist Park. Uh, And all in all, a fantastic night. The the Braves take the series from the Cubs two games to one, and that is the first series the Braves have won all season. I would have thought we'd had a couple before then, honestly, especially with the teams that we've played, Reds and a couple other guys. You're like, how did we not at least sneak one by them? But yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think about. What did uh, what you think about them uh, DFAing Dickerson for Acuna's spot? Um, well, as we sit here today, he's back with the Stripers. Um, yeah. he but cleared the, waivers the, the moment, and he got though. outrated. Yeah. In the moment, I was not thrilled about it. Um, I saw he, I saw that stuff on Twitter. Going back and forth, you know, and you have, as, as always, people debating intensely. And, you know, to me, Dickerson did a decent job. He just had a, a lot of unlucky hits. Like, they were hit right at people. They were bobbit to death, you know. Exactly, it's yeah. It's just like he, he didn't really – I don't know. I'm not going to say he didn't have a fair shake, but it just seems like the results were not indicative of how he was hitting the ball. Well, yeah, there there were two schools of thought. There was, there was one – you know, looking at his numbers and his lack of production. Um, And then there was another, you know, watching him and he's hitting the ball really hard almost every time up. It just happens to be straight at people a lot of the time. And, and, you know, given more of an opportunity to, to get through that, it's possible that he could turn it around and, and really put together some, some special hitting, but, at the end of the day, if it's between Ronald Acuna Jr. and Alex Dickerson, uh, obviously it's a no-brainer. Sure, and I didn't mean it like one versus the other. I just, I didn't. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't pay attention to a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes with baseball and the business ends of it. But yeah, the thing I kept seeing is now we don't have a left-handed outfielder slash bench, bench piece or whatever. But um, I just that's you know you you can say anything and Braves Twitter is going to debate it and there's going to sure, immediately be sure. sides taken but and um, and you know I don't put a lot of people put a lot of stock into having a a well balanced lefty righty lineup um I I'm more of 
put the nine best hitters you have out there regardless of matchup. Yeah. And if that leaves us with, you know, nine righties, which it, it doesn't, but if it did, that's still the way I'd want to go. I want my best hitters out there regardless of which hand the pitcher throws with. Yeah. So Braves take the series and we move on to Texas. The Braves playing a series in Dallas for the first time in a long time uh, and uh, and had some hometown boys pitching. Uh, but we'll get to that in a couple of games. First of all, we had the game on Friday. Ian Anderson gets the start for the Braves, goes six innings, allowing two earned runs, striking out five and walking two. Garrett Richards got the start for Texas, but was pulled after one inning uh, for Spencer Howard, the uh, the uh, player that had just been traded from the Phillies, uh, was their top prospect, uh, got him at the tail end of last season, and uh, he hasn't figured it out yet, guys, and that worked out really well for the Braves. Yeah, I was glad to see that. Uh, got another home run from Demerit, but it wasn't just any home run. It was it was one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. Travis absolutely stripes a ball into center field. Uh, the the center fielder appeared to have it played, but but ran too far back, turned around the wrong way, and then had to dive forward to try to catch the ball. The ball bounces off the field and rolls all the way to the wall behind him in dead center field. In the meantime, Travis Demerit is hightailing it around the bases and does one of the greatest belly flop slides into home plate that I think I've ever seen. I think he said in the interview that he knew he had it when he rounded second because he could kind of tell where the ball was that that uh, he felt like he had – at least he had a good shot at making it all the way. Of course, you know Wash is going to wave him. Wash oh, waves oh, yeah. everybody. And, and and the dude can fly like we've we've got real speed on this team now between between Dansby and Demerit and Ozzy and Ronald being back. We've we've got some some real base stealing threats, which is fun. Pretty much anyone not named Matt Olson is, is quick. Yes, this is true. Um, also had a, another home run from Austin Riley. Monster night from William Contreras getting the start in lieu of uh, in lieu of Travis Darno. Two home runs for William William Contreras, two of them, and and absolutely got every bit of both of them. So that was a lot of fun to see his first career multi home run game. Braves win six to three in the opening set of the Rangers series, and at that point had taken three out of four on the week, and we are rolling. So we come back to Globe Life Park for the Saturday game. Unfortunately, the Texas Rangers pitched a guy named Dane Dunning, who I, I don't know about the rest of you Braves fans, but I didn't know a lot about. It sounds well, too close to Dunna. It does, and that's frightening. Uh, apparently, Dane Dunning is Texan for prime Bob Gibson because this guy absolutely had his way with us. Um, it went seven and two-thirds allowing one earned run, didn't walk anybody, and struck out seven. Uh, Bryce Elder, the Texas boy getting the start in Texas, had another rough outing. He went four and a third, allowed three earned runs, walked three, only struck out one, and allowed a big first inning home run to Corey Seager, which sucks. 
I hate Corey Seager. I, I I thought we were done with him after uh after after he didn't re-sign with the Dodgers. But uh the the bright spot in this game for the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. gets his first RBI of the season. Spencer Strider comes in relief of Bry- Bryce Elder and goes three and two thirds, not allowing a single hit, no runs, did walk one and struck out five. So he looks to have rebounded from a couple of rough outings that he had had prior. Uh, Braves end up losing three to one and come back on Sunday for the rubber match against the Rangers. We had Kyle Muller on the mound after uh, after Bryce Elder was optioned to Gwinnett following the Saturday game. Kyle Muller did not fare better than Bryce Elder. In fact, it was worse. He went two and two thirds innings, allowed four hits, seven earned runs, walked six and struck out three. Not a whole lot you're going to be able to do when uh, when your starter's not even completing three innings and allowing seven earned runs. So what you're telling me, it was not Mueller time. It was absolutely not Mueller time. But when it is, you can go to teespring.com slash store slash chatting average podcast and pick yourself up and it's Mueller time t-shirt. Please. Uh, a, <laughs> a design made by my esteemed co-host today mr jeff donahue well i don't want to take credit it was a thought it was creative creative theft i guess because i was like hey look looks like the miller light miller light logo um (laughs) Uh, kind of everything we sell is creative theft to an extent but we don't want to talk about that too much cam Uh, is the cam is the cam is the one that makes it happen i just have dumb ideas that y'all go okay (laughs) uh but yeah braves lose seven to three had another double from Swanson, uh, furthering the notion that maybe he has has made his way out of his slump. His batting average is up to two twenty one on the season, which uh, is a far cry from where we were a week or two ago. Uh, still have a couple of guys that need to get going, but all in all, with Acuna being back, uh, even though he's not playing every day quite yet, uh, the lineup is rounding out quite nicely. Matt Olson is having a rough go of it. His average has dipped down below 300 after the, the phenomenal start that he had. Uh, I think, uh, Jeff, I think you mentioned he was four for his last 30 or something along those lines. Yeah, um, look at the Dave O'Brien tweet right now. It said, Matt Olson is six for 44, which is a 136 average with 14 strikeouts, four walks, and no multi-hit games in the past 11 games. After going 452, which is 19 for 42, with 11 walks, nine strikeouts, and seven multi-hit games in the first 12 games. So he um, he essentially gave Dansby his mojo is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these next couple of weeks go. Because with Ronald back, you know, of course we would all like to see him play every single day. But at least for now, that's not going to be the case. From what I was reading, they're kind of going to go on an on an every other day sort of schedule, you know, not having him play play games the day after travel or uh, not having him play a day game after a night game mm-hmm. until they reach the mark of one year from his surgery date, which was, I believe, June 22nd of last year. Mm-hmm. So we've got another another month and a half or so before we we truly unleash everyday Ronald Acuña Jr. uh barring some kind of catastrophe that forces us into that sooner that being said there's going to be some some shifts in the lineup we're not going to have the same lineup every night which may 
may be tough on a guy like Olsen. You know, I think once we get to July or August and Olsen is batting behind Ronald Acuna Jr. every single day, I, I think we can expect whatever slump he's in to, to turn around. But right. they'll pitch it. They'll pitch him completely different when he's when he's behind Ronnie. Yeah, when when you're behind Ronnie and ahead of Austin, you're you're gonna see pitches, and it's only a matter of time before a player of his caliber figures that out. So unfortunately, the Braves get back to their losing series ways and drop the series two games to one to the Texas Rangers. Hopefully, they have got that out of their system because we've got a big one coming up this week. The week starts with a four game set against the first-place New York Mets. We have a Monday game that starts at 7-10 with Max Freed on the hill up against Chris Bassett, the uh, the free agent acquisition for the, uh, uh, for the New York Mets. Bassett's a phenomenal pitcher that we haven't seen. Uh, I don't know if he's ever pitched against the Braves, so that'll be very interesting. Freed's been on a tear, so uh, hope you tune into this game early because this one might be over by 9-30, folks. I like those being yeah, a good man. That's a good one. And then Tuesday is going to be a fun one. We, we've got a double header on Tuesday with the first game at 3 10 PM with Charlie Morton going up against Carlos Carrasco and the 640 game started by Kyle Wright. The Mets have not announced a starter for that one quite yet, but yeah, the, the beauty of this double header is that it'll be the first time in a while We've seen a real doubleheader. Yeah. A, a the, real doubleheader. A doubleheader with baseball. two nine-inning games. The only way it's going to be fake baseball is if it goes to extra innings because we still got that rule, and I hate it. Are they still going to allow the extra person to come up for those? What's that? Are they still going to allow the extra roster spot for the doubleheader like they That's used to do? That's an excellent question, and I do not know the answer to that. So we'll uh, we'll have to pay attention to that when the rosters are uh, – or when the uh, lineups are announced on Tuesday. Uh, and then we uh, come back for the Wednesday day game, one ten p.m. start with uh, with Ian Anderson on the mound against Trevor Megill for, uh, for the New York Mets. Uh, really need at least a split of this series, if not winning it. You've got your four best pitchers lined up to go against them, so it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting measuring stick for the first week of May to see where you're at going up against uh, a loaded New York Mets team. I'm not going to say I'm worried about the Mets just simply because Giuseppe may be listening, um, and I don't want fodder for that, but them, they're, they're 15 and 7 right now. They're sitting there leading the division. We're down there at 10 and 13. Um, it's early in the season. There's obviously a lot of baseball left to play. We saw, and, and we always joke about the Mets being the Mets, you know, and failing and all that stuff, but you, you don't want them to get too far out there. You know, it's like you, you, you kind of want to keep them in sight, keep them in range. So I, I think, I think at least minimal a split, but you'd like to at least take three or four out of these. I mean, not having DeGrom certainly helps, but you, all the guys you listed there, like they're still scary. So um, I think that, I think that the offense really has to show up here. Absolutely, it does. And, uh, and and you know, it's nice to see, you know, uh, Adam Duvall bust out of his homerless slump to start the season. Dansby Swanson seems to be turning it around. So, uh, so yeah, it could be, could be a very interesting matchup. Um, but, yeah, definitely need to get a couple of games on them, uh, especially while DeGrom is still out. Mm-hmm. But from there, we, uh, we come back home for the weekend series against the Milwaukee Brewers. It is Hank Aaron weekend at Truist Park. We don't have an announced starter for the Friday 720 uh, game, 
the that could be Tuki Tucson, could be Tucker Davidson, could be Kyle Muller, could be Bryce Elder. Could be Spencer Strider. We have no idea who's starting that one, but it'll be going up against Eric Lauer for the for the uh, for the Brewers. Saturday, May seventh, we have the seven twenty start with Corbin Burns starting for the Brewers and Max Freed back on the hill for the Braves. That's going to be another short game, so uh, so tune in early for that one. It'll be a fun one to watch. And then the Sunday game, we have Charlie Morton on the mound going up against Brandon Woodruff. So uh, a lot of great pitchers going to be uh, going for the Braves and their opponents this week. It'll be, uh, it'll be some fun baseball to watch. Hopefully with good results. Hopefully with good results. But uh, regardless of what those results are, you know we'll be right back here next week to talk to you about them. But before we go, checked up on the voicemail line this week, guys. And uh, and and had a voicemail from a number that we did not recognize. So let's uh, let's play this and and see who called in here. Uh, hello? hello. Oh no! Uh, oh God! This is the right number. This is the, the this is for the, the batting average podcast guy. Um. Um, this is Wolf Matters, and oh I just wanted to call to uh, let you know that I, I listened to my appearance on the, the show a few weeks ago, and I was really dissatisfied with how I was talked about by the uh, people on the show, um, and I just would just wanted to express how upset I am about that, and I'd just like you to, I think you owe me an apology. Um, this is very much an outrage and I, I will not stand for this kind of treatment. That is all. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been listening all this season, that is, that is Ringgold Wranglers pitcher, Will Smathers, who we unfortunately brought onto the show. And, and he shared with us some, some opinions that were, I, I would say not shared by us and, and the majority of our listeners. Um, it wasn't the best interview we've ever done. Uh, and, and we'd prefer not to do it again, but he took offense to it. So let me apologize real quick. Will, I'm sorry you're a little bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. He's such a bitch, guys. I'm afraid that Cam is no longer going to let me co-host this show or stay in the bullpen because that's twice he's been out that there has been Will Smathers. Uh, why why ta- can't Cam have talk to, on the show? He, I swear he's lining this up so that he doesn't have to talk to Will Smathers. Maybe yeah. He, I don't. Know, I, I feel like I feel like sixty-five-year-old Ricky Henderson could steal thirty bases off of Will Smathers. Easy, easy. I, I could steal a base right now. Like I could in in the current form I'm in could probably steal a base. Off of Will Smathers, I'm I'm stealing home on Smathers after a six pack. I don't know about you. What a bitch! Ah, well, Will's trying to get us dropped from our network, which, if you have forgotten, is Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to grow and to hate your favorite team. 
A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink, just without the vowels. All we do, all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We are trying not to let the funk out. Jeff? I'm here. Don't let the funk out. Well, I, yeah, I, funk usually follows me when I do leave rooms. We've got to save some for Cam, who will be back with us next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. So for Jeff Donahue, my name's Alex. We will see you all next week. Bye. has been the Chatting Average Podcast, brought to you by Sports Drink. Be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash Chatting Average Podcast. And please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash Chatting Average. We'll see you next week for another brand new episode. <laughs>